Hey, welcome to another edition of It Is What It Is. I am your host, Zam, aka El Mero Mero. Ladies and gentlemen, Christopher Membro, aka El Gato Negro. <laughs> What's up? And our guest today, JS, aka The Best. What's up, bro? How you living, man? I'm good, man. How you doing? I can't complain. I woke up this morning, so I'm beyond blessed. I'm winning. Like 2 Chain says, hey, if you woke up this morning, about. you winning. Yes, sir. That's a fact, right? Yes, sir, man. Just, you know, got to enjoy life. Take it one day, one moment at a time. Hey. And for our sponsors. Oh, we got our sponsors. You got to innovate. You know, we handling our website and all that good stuff. And we got Interfly. I'm just going to get us our gear very shortly. And I'll probably check it out on our next show. So check out to to innovate and interfly them. And MMS. Shout out and to MMS. Pops. Yes, yeah, right. Um, with that being said, you know, we got to send the shout outs to everybody. So, oh, and we got to protect our lawyers, Legal Shield. Legal Shield. Put that down. Hey, JS, what you know about Legal Shield? Speaking of Legal Shield. What is Legal Shield? Ooh. Go ahead, Christopher. Legal Shield is basically uh, disruptive innovation, kind of like how they do it in the music business. Basically, they cover lawyers. They do everything. You get represented in all 50 states, Canada and and, and the UK, you know what I mean, for a monthly fee. So you, no matter where you travel, yeah. if you get a ticket in Florida, you ain't got to go back to Florida to handle that. You know what I mean? You got a lawyer to take care of that at a monthly pace that you're already paying. They review contracts. They review documents. They they get in there. You want to start an LLC on the side to pay yourself. Yeah. They do all that stuff for a monthly flat fee. That's okay. legal shit. Yeah, I know a few people that probably need that right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I slide you, slide you the information right after yeah. the show, bro. Ladies <laughs> right. and gentlemen, Christopher Monroe. Stop. But um, nonetheless, speaking of overseas and stuff, shout out to our listeners in Romania. Shout out to our listeners in Canada, uh, South Africa. Yes. And did I already say Romania? You and did. Canada. And Canada. You did that You too. know, we got a couple listeners, man. Shout out to them. But nonetheless, um, we got JS on the set, man. And uh, I just wanted to ask you, man, tell us a little bit about where you grew up and what innovated to do what that is that you do nowadays. Okay. Well, I grew up in the DMV area, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Um, lived in Landover, lived in D.C. Um, it was pretty, I mean, I wouldn't say it was rough, but it was just, you know, a little rough around the edges, but it just made me into who I am today. Um, I was blessed to be able to go to a Montessori school, which is more of a hands-on learning experience. Um, even though that was in a rough environment, still, it was like once we was inside the school, that was like a safe haven. So inside the school, we learned so many different things about just different cultures, whether it was just Indian culture, of course, African-American culture, um, Asian culture, so many different things. And then, of course, being very close to D.C., we learned about, you know, all the stuff that was in the museums, the monuments, all of that. So it was a very good experience. Um, eventually went to a, a better school and got into the symphonic orchestra over there, just studied music theory. And I was a percussionist over there, so I, I learned how to play every percussion instrument, even though I'm used to, you know what I'm saying, go-go and the congos and all that. You know, I actually learned and I studied classically how to, you know, perform those instruments. So I did that. 
went to. So you got a L- proper education. Yeah. So hold on, back, back it up, back it up. So you went to, um, so you went to a Montessori. Um, yeah. But what, 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 like, was that middle school, elementary school? What was I, that? I started off in pre-K. Pre- okay, I so went, you went pre-K. Okay. Yeah, pre-K. Okay. I was at, um, I think they shut it down, Judith P. Hoyer. Then I went to Matthew Henson first through fourth grade. Then after that, they got um, a better budget, moved to a better building in um, Seabrook, Atlanta. So moved to Robert Goddard, and I went there from fifth grade to eighth grade. Then after that, went to Roosevelt, Eleanor Roosevelt in Greenville. Okay. Um, had to finesse my way into the... Uh, <laughs> To the Quest program because you know I couldn't get into science and tech because you know it was a little, it was some uh, some stuff going on over there. But they said that I didn't uh, pass the test, but a lot of people didn't so-called pass the test. But you know we finessed our way in there, uh-huh. and in there I learned piano, guitar, um, a whole bunch of other stuff. It was a very diverse environment, so I met a lot of different types of people and just really connected with them, built a relationship because, you know, that's what life is all about, relationships. So just built a lot of quality relationships over there and just studied just how people was moving. And uh, after that, uh, graduated, went to college, you know, I didn't have the best experience because once I got to college, it was like everything that they was teaching me I already knew, basically. So it got to the point where I was basically like a teacher's aide the whole time, you know what I'm saying? I'm teaching my peers, everything that we learned. So it just was like, I, of course, I could have used that time a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? Knowing what I know now, I could have done everything that I'm doing now back then. But I mean, everybody say everything happened for a reason. So it is what it is. And uh, after that, um, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so much that happened in between all of those time periods. So I'm kind of just jumping around. So, um, after- so so let's slow it down for him. So what, what college did you go to? Howard. Howard, okay. okay. Hey, it's you. Okay. Let's not okay. size it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so all you, love, but I ain't going to size it. <laughs> so you graduated, you graduated from Howard and then yeah, you moved graduated. on. And so what happened when you left Howard? Um, well, my senior year, I got a, um, an offer from, at the time, Wale's company, uh, Board of Administration. So I signed with them for a little bit, but they was going through some some of their own turmoil at the time. So... Right when I, I was like the last person that signed, but then right when it happened, like they was going through their own issues. So like it kind of dis, dispersed like right after that. But cool. it was still a good experience, you know, during that time period. But right after that, um, I had to get an internship. So I got an internship at, internship at WPGC, which is the radio station in the D.C. area. So I did that for about four months, I guess it was like four months. And then the person that I was interning under was DJ Flex, of course, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, afternoon host on air from three, what is it? Three to seven now? I forgot his hours, but in the afternoon or whatever. And after that, we just built a relationship and we just started talking about just music, business, life, and all types of stuff. And then eventually we got in the studio and we were just vibing out and one thing led to another. And then we just... We, we eventually just started our own, well, one of our own production companies, Living the Dream Unlimited, which basically one of the things that we do is we do a lot of scoring. We do a lot of uh, ghostwriting, producing. Did you say scoring? Yes, sir. What does that mean? That means whenever you're watching your favorite TV shows, your favorite movies, anything that you're watching, there's always music behind it. 
Well, it might not even necessarily be music. It might just be like an undertone or just different sound effects or whatever. And somebody's responsible for that. I am that guy. Got it. Scoring. Yeah. I so like I buckets. So like power, <laughs> the power book too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they soundtrack. Like that's the, yeah. you, 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 from scene to scene, you, you plugging in that music, what goes in the right scene at the right exactly. time. Exactly. Got yeah. it. Got it. You got to make got sense. It. Got it. So scoring and what else continue? Scoring, we do we do a lot of different things as far as that company is concerned. So I would say scoring, uh, ghostwriting for different artists, ghostwriting and producing for different artists. Um, of course, we have our own different writers that we have under that company, our own producers. And um, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot that I can't go into just because it's a, you know, a private matter. But, you know, we do a lot of things when it comes to music and film, TV, and of course, the industry, of course, music industry. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much what happened after, like directly right after college. Okay. Okay. And what you want me to keep going? Of course. It's a lot. <laughs> of course. Nah, so, yeah. I mean, not. I mean, it's a, it's a lot, but for our, for our people that, because a lot of our listeners don't really know about the music business, right? So they don't know okay. about the nuances and stuff. So like how you come up is crazy how, you know, you your your path from a Montessori to jumping into Eleanor Roosevelt, swinging and getting into music, getting the music there, learning the instruments. Like, so yeah. how many, many, how many instruments are you proficient in? Like, you know, that like, if I ask you to pick up the guitar, like, like, tell me about those instruments that you're proficient in. Well, I, I would say I'm proficient in every percussion instrument. So okay. I don't know how many that is right off, off the top of my head, but every mm-hmm. percussion instrument, guitar, piano, and I would say those are the solid ones right there. Mm-hmm. But honestly, being being a producer, you don't necessarily need to know how to play an instrument. It's about knowing how to create a record or a song mm-hmm. from beginning to end. Now, however you do that, you got to do it. You know what I'm saying? Whether that's you hiring different musicians, hiring somebody to program, whatever. So luckily for me, I don't necessarily have to do that because I know how to do everything. But being, mm-hmm. being a producer or even a songwriter, you don't necessarily have to have, you know, that that background, that that training that I have. Okay. But with that training, that helps you produce a song. So you know what you're looking for once you hear it. Yeah. Or, and I don't or, have to wait already, for anybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't have to rely on anybody. Like for me, even though I, I learned music theory when it came to production, nobody taught me production. I had to figure it out that on my own. Like no one, nope. no one taught me. Cause coming from where I come from, who, who, who am I going to learn from? There's nobody that's doing music or even production. This sounds crazy. It's like, I'm saying I want to go to Pluto. How many people, you know, that went to Pluto? Like, it sounds crazy until it actually happened. So it's like, I had to just shut up. Everybody telling me, nah, you ain't going to do it. What are you talking about? Like, I just watch me and then just put in the work, shut up. And now it's like, okay, you was right the whole time. So, you know, just keep doing you. Right, like the saying goes, chop wood, carry water. Mm. That's one of yeah. my favorite sayings nowadays. But yeah. um, nonetheless, man, you touched on a couple of subjects that I wanted to go back on. Uh-huh. There's this article that I saw the other day, and it says something like, um, "I'll tell you in a second. It says rules to success in the modern rap industry, right? Yeah. And the first one it says, um, the first heading: research, research, research. What does that mean? Like, do 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 your due diligence, correct? Yeah. I mean, that's what anything that you do. You know, you whenever you get into anything, you want to know the rules and the regulations and how everything operates. So if 
if you're playing basketball and you got the ball in your hand and you just out here just walking around and you're not dribbling, you know, that's a travel. So you just need to know the rules and whatever you're getting into. So for me, I didn't have anybody to teach me the business part of music. So once again, I had to teach myself. So once I did all my homework and everything when I was in school, I went to my public library, got the books on the business of music, entertainment, and just business in general, because I'm the type of person, I'm never going to let anybody get over on me on anything. I don't care. I'm not going to make an excuse for anything. So I need to make sure that I do it myself. So I just, I put in the work, I studied, and I basically taught myself everything I know. And then once I got to the point where I was able to build relationships with different lawyers and just people in the industry, then I can ask questions. But at that point, I'm asking very advanced questions as if I went to like a law school or something like at that point. So, it, you know, it all worked out the way it's supposed to. So on top of that, yeah. Um, how do you tell an artist that's coming up to find their own mold, their own way? Like, how do you tell them to be them? Where do you find that from? It's different because everybody's different. So I can't say that it's a one size fit all, you know, answer, but for what I would tell anybody is like going into any situation, you really need to just know who you are first. Like you don't want to just come into a situation, especially a studio session or anything where you just like, you don't know what you're going to do. Cause I've been in so many different sessions with like major artists, especially, and they just trying to figure it out. Like they don't know what they want. Like they might hear something and they're like, ah, I like it, but I don't know. It's just like, you got to go into a situation knowing exactly what you want. So a lot of times I just tell them like, you just got to, you know, take the time out, just sit, you know, don't try to, you know, imitate this person, imitate that person, just sit, figure out what you like as a person. And then we can actually build on that. So it just, it takes time. It's not, it doesn't happen overnight. True. But on top of that, how do you balance everything that you have to do? Because it's a lot of, it's a, it's a big balance in that. <laughs> like, how do you come about that? Uh, man, you take it a day at a time, man. Because every day is different for me. It's not something that I can sit here and I know what I'm going to do next Monday or this Tuesday. It's every day is different. So I know when to just say, okay, I need a, I need a minute. I need a break. You know, I I don't overwork myself. There was definitely a point where I was I was the guy that uh, was like no days off. You know what I'm saying? Putting in that work 24-7. And no, no, you don't need to do that because rest is a very, very, very important part of life. You know what I'm saying? Okay, you don't need to be working 24-7. Rest is very important. So I make sure I make sure I take a nap. I make sure I get my good quality of sleep. I make sure I exercise. I make sure that I spend quality time with the people I care about, people I love, whether that's friends, family, whatever. I make sure that I take out the time because the time that I spend away from working is the time where I get the inspiration from. I don't get inspiration when I'm working. I get the inspiration from when I'm idle or when I'm having fun, when I'm not really focusing on the work. That's when I get the inspiration. So it's all... This might sound crazy. It's all in a weird way a part of my work because when I'm having fun, I'm taking that inspiration and I'm putting that into the songs. When I'm not, when I'm in a bad mood, I'm taking that and I'm using that and I'm putting that into the song. So all of my life experiences 
outside of when I'm actually in the studio is a part of the work. So it's 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 all it blends together a lot of the times. So so let me ask you this: What are you on when you vibing? Like so when you like you just like man, I just want to let my my mind is always working. That's producer, your mind is always working. You multitasking, you doing many yeah. things at one time, right? So when you want to go mind dumb, you just want to be like, I just want to let my mind. What are you doing? Like some some people picking up a video game. Some people is just like taking a walk. Some people it you know having to drink. What is when you vibing? You just sitting back and you just like, is you are you listening to something? Is there a track? Well, no, nah, when, when I'm actually no, nah, when I'm actually doing anything music related, I don't listen to any other music unless gotcha. it's like unless I, it's got to be a certain vibe. Like maybe it's like an old school vibe or something like that. But like I'm not really listening to any music when I'm actually creating because I don't want that to influence what I'm doing. So it depends. Like when I get into a vibe, it just depends because sometimes I may be on a pop vibe or whatever. But like sometimes. I would say video games, even though I haven't played video games in so long, man. But video games definitely can uh, get my mind, you know, just video free game? for a minute. Huh? Which video game? Shit, man. I'm a Halo guy. Okay. <laughs> Halo. Xbox. Um, okay. I'm trying to think what else. Halo. Uh, I mean, we team PS over here, but we like the Spider-Man game. I'm, a, I'm, I'm with the Spider-Man game, Call of Duty, all that. Um, okay. I'm not really a big like 2K guy. I'm, I'm a real like play me in basketball in real life. I don't got time for 2K. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I would say basketball definitely. Yeah, basketball is <laughs> definitely one. Um, I'm in LA now, so definitely uh, going to the beach. Just being around water just gets me in that. I don't know something about the water just gets me in a different type of a zone. It's soothing. Yeah, yes. And I don't know. I think like right off top, like those are like some of the main ones right there. So. So talk about that transformation from leaving DC to going out to LA. Like, why? Why did you make that move? You know what I mean? And 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 and, uh, and like, what's the culture like? What's the what's the, what culture shock did you go through when you when you made that move? And before you answer that, I just wanted to let you know that Chris used to vibe to like Maxwell before he had the model. But continue. Hey man, I rock with Maxwell though, man. That's my guy. Hey, hey, look, see, <laughs> see, used to be like. Shower commercial. We're not even gonna go there. I hear that voice though. He can edit that. He can edit that. <laughs> he can edit that. Keep it going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for for me, um, it's it's a lot of layers to why I left. But I think one of the few reasons I left was because I didn't see, you know, coming from the DMV areas, I look at places like. I don't even want to talk about where I'm from. Let's talk about like Bowie and like Greenbelt or like uh, Mitchieville or Laurel, whatever. I want to talk about those. Like I've seen certain people that were kind of successful in their own right, but I never seen anybody from the DC, Maryland and Virginia area that ever reached their full potential. Like they, they got some sort of success, but they never really took it as far as they could have took it. So I just felt like there was more opportunities elsewhere, you know? And then when I got my first opportunity to go to LA, I saw people out here just really reaching their full potential. And even when I was in New York, like even there, like I seen people, they really was just doing things where they was just going and just reaching their full potential. So I said, all right, I want to be like that. So I want to go be, I have to surround myself and be around that type of energy. So made the move to LA and just built a lot of different relationships from there. 
And it's been lovely, man. I can't complain. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's been quite lovely. That's that's Cali, that's the perfect that word. That it's Cali lovely. vibes, man. While you was out there, did you ever connect with my brother, uh, DJ Alizé? No, I was going to in October, but it was something that happened. Because I know he did the club every Tuesday. Um, mm-hmm. Damn, I can't remember the name of the joint. But uh, yeah, once this whole pandemic is over with, for sure. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Alice, man. Yeah, that's what good bruv right there. Speaking yeah. of pandemic, yeah, tell us a little bit about how you dealt with the quarantine. You know, for me personally, I know it hit a lot of people, and you know they was dealing with it. You know, it was tough, but for me, I'm in the best space I've ever been in. You know, because I've always, I've, I've always had multiple streams of income. And when I was growing up, it wasn't cool to be an entrepreneur. It wasn't cool to not have a nine to five. Like for me, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but everybody around me was like, you need to get a nine to five. You need to play it safe. You need to do that and this, that, and the third. And I just never did it. So now it's like the tables have turned, you know? And for me, it's just, you know, everything that I've ever believed in, whether it was music, investing, having multiple streams of income, whatever, it's like, it's, it just, I was, it's starting to, I'm realizing I was on the right path the whole time. So for me, it's been, it's been good. I've been having a number of different investments going very well. Um, the only thing for me is just, it's it, tough seeing. Thought, what kind of investments can we know about that? Um, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> but you, it'll, it'll come to light soon, you know, cause that's the thing too. I, I'm a type of person where it's, it's, I like doing things where people don't need to know everything that I'm doing. Cause a lot of people, they that's like to flaunt what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? 24 seven. I don't like to be that guy. You know what I'm saying? Um, as I was saying, the thing about the pandemic that gets to me is just seeing people that I love and that I care about struggling and I can do my best, of course, to help them. And I have, you know, I'm in a and I'm in a great place where financially I can help here and there. But at the same time, it's not always about giving money. It's about teaching them. It's like I can give you the fish, but if I teach you how to fish, you won't have to worry about getting the fish. So sometimes when I try to break down certain things of like, okay, put this money here, do this with your money like this, it's like sometimes people don't want to listen and I wish that they would, but it's okay. I think that at some point, you know, it will hit them in the head and they will understand. But you know, you know, when people talk about investing and people don't know it, you know what I'm saying? People learn their investment from their parents, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and how, you know, save, do this, do that. Um, mm-hmm. So I commend you on being an entrepreneur because you took the path that other people didn't take, yeah, which, and is, even, which is big. Yeah. And even stuff like, cause I wish they would have taught financial literacy in school, but instead we learned about, Macbeth and all this other Y equals MX plus B and all this other stuff that we that we not applying in our everyday life, you know what I'm saying? But um I'll just give like basic investing, like even in like the stock market, even though it's kind of like volatile right now. Mm-hmm. Like if people just invest instead of just saving their money, just invest it in, in an index fund or something like that. Oh, like yeah. you'll make way more money than just having that sit, you know what I'm saying, in the bank in the savings account or just having it in the crib or whatever. But, um, you know. Hey, listen, Jay, people don't even know about 
like inflation. They don't know about their money mm-hmm. losing. They got that money sitting in your shoe box and that money sitting under your mattress ain't doing nothing for you and it's gonna exactly. hurt you. So that same 50, 100 grand that you got that was sitting there last year is now about 95 and it's gonna continue to move down. Yeah. They don't know that. So they got to learn to make money on money. Compound mm-hmm. effect and things like that. Learn how to make mm-hmm. money on money. Yeah, and just spreading it around. Like once I really started making money, it was like when I didn't have to physically be yeah. around to work for it. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Learn how to make money on top of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I got so many different like uh, music. I wouldn't say deals, but different um, streams of revenue from music. And that, uh, you know, but that you passive can, income is amazing. You would tell them royalties. It's, it's, it's okay. You can use the word royalties. You know, <laughs> yeah, royalties that, you know, and you know, residuals maybe. as well. I'm active, <laughs> the so, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it yeah. comes in. Let, let yeah. the people know. That's the, that's the, that's that's they need to know. They need to know that. You know what I mean? That that's how. Yeah. I, so, in your space, mm-hmm. how how are new artists, producers, how are they making money? Where's the, where, where's the direction they should be heading? Where, where should it be going? Where should it be focusing their energy? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, it's always important to own your music, you know, but I know a lot of people, of course, they, they sell out. I wouldn't say sell out, but they, they take a, a situation where they take a big advance. And then once they have that advance, they have to pay that back. But what they realize is that they might be put in a, situ- in a situation where they might not ever get out of that situation. So like the, they'll only get that advance. They might get a $250,000 advance, but then after that, they won't get anything back and they, they owe that money back. So they actually in the hole. So they might have a big old, you know, a house. They might have a crib, you know what I'm saying? The car, all that, but that's not really theirs. You know what I'm saying? That, that was a loan. So I would say, for anybody coming up, learn the business, own everything. And if you can't own it, partner, 50-50 minimum, you know, go 85, you know, 15 if you can. Um, Publishing, publishing is key. Make sure you own your publishing. Make sure you have an entertainment lawyer if you don't know the business. And even if you do know the business, you need an entertainment lawyer. Um, Diversify. You know, because for me, I, I, I'm i under, I have, okay. One of the ways that we get paid is through this thing called performance rights organizations. And it's a main, there's two main companies, BMI and ASCAP. I'm a writer under BMI, but I also have a publishing company under BMI and also have a public, publishing company under ASCAP. And none of that. I have signed a number of different writers and producers under both of those publishing companies. So not only do I have an income from me, from BMI, what I'm doing as a writer, I have all these other streams from each other writer and producer that I have under me in each company signed. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, I have another stream of revenue because I'm an artist as well. So every month I get a check from every uh, digital retailer, whether that's iTunes or Apple Music at this point, Tidal, Google Play, whatever, whatever, whatever. And that comes every month. Then I also get another check from all the scoring that I do every month. Mm -hmm. And then there's the upfront fees that I get every month or whenever, whenever we do a deal. Um, 
there's a lot. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to figure out every music stream of income that I can think of right now. Um, now, now, as you're thinking about that, how yeah. who's who's managing that for you? So who who's like keeping track of all that? Because like as you as you going through it right now, there's a lot. There's multiple yeah, ways so you're making money. Pieces. Right. Yeah. So who so who's who's staying on top of that for you? Do you have a team? So describe your team or what uh, what what you should have. You mentioned the entertainment lawyer. You mentioned like. So you, I'm guessing you got an accountant. I'm guessing, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So like how, so when, as you setting up your business, as you setting up what I'm thinking about right now is a, your brand, like when your yeah. brand and you like break down what a team looks like for, for those music artists out there. Yeah, for me, I oversee everything. So it's not like, even though I do have, you know what I'm saying, an accountant, several different lawyers and all that, everything comes through me and they, you know, it don't leave anywhere before I'd stamp it. Mm-hmm. So Definitely, I have a team of lawyers. I have an accountant. Um, I have interns. I have... I used to have a secretary, but I don't need that anymore. Because if I if I can do what the secretary does faster than the secretary and I do a thousand other things, then that's a problem. So you're going to cut that <laughs> cut that out the budget. Well, um, you had a bad experience right there. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't necessarily bad. But if I just do it faster and I'm doing a thousand other things, mm-hmm. then why am I putting you on payroll or anybody on payroll when I can just do that myself? So right. just, you know, save money. You know what I'm saying? Invest that somewhere else. Right. So definitely um, the lawyers is the main part because it's always contracts coming in and out every week. And then there's like teams within the teams because then I have people who like pitch the music to different artists and they do what they do. Um, Team of engineers, because even though I engineer myself, if I'm on set acting somewhere, I can't necessarily be in a session engineering or doing whatever. So have a team of engineers to engineer whatever artists or songwriters need to, you know, get in the studio, a team of writers, because once again, even though I do write myself, I can't do everything 24 seven. And it also provides people an opportunity to get on. So have a team of writers and they do, you know, every genre of music, of course, um, team of producers, a team of, I'm trying to think of pretty much every aspect, man. So, so as, it, you, as you're thinking about that, tell tell the people um, what you've been, you, as far as acting, what you've been a part of. Yeah, I was the lead role in a show on TV one called For My Man. Mm-hmm. Doing What's a lot that show of, about? Man, I was a killer on that one. Stone Cold Killer. <laughs> um, I was... Like oh, like like Omar from The Wild Killer or... Like, no, nah, I was a serial you killer. Omar from oh, The Wild sir. Killer? Man, oh, what'd you know about The Wire? Come on, man, stop it. <laughs> yeah, man, I was a serial killer, man, and he 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 was just a wild dude, man. And uh, he eventually got caught, got the death penalty, so I had to die on screen or whatever. And you know, I had family members. It was like, why you had to die? Whatever. I'm like, yo, this is just acting. This isn't real, whatever. But <laughs> you know, that was a cool experience. And uh, it's it's man, it's a bunch of different things. Um, shot a football movie with Vernon Davis about Vernon, my man. Yeah, about a couple, I would say a couple of years ago that it should be coming out. Shit, I don't even know now with the pandemic, but it should be coming out, I would say, hopefully next year. Um, and a bunch of other stuff, man. So it's, you know, it's a balancing act that I try to, you know, balance every day, man. 
mean, you seem like you got your hands in a bunch of different pots, man. And that's good, man. You got them all cooking up at the right time. Yeah, yeah, man. I just try to stay uh, consistent and just grow every day, man. I, just, I try to learn something new every day. If I didn't learn anything new, then I, you know, I didn't do a good job. Okay. I mean, nah, I feel it. I definitely feel it. <laughs> I was going to say, well, sometimes it happens, but now nah, I feel it, bro. Nah, I got to learn something from easy. Some. I can learn something from somebody, you know what I'm saying, every day. I don't care. So are you a uh, are you a book reader? Are you a, like a uh, like a podcast listener? So how are you getting how are you getting educated? Because I mean, with all that you got going on, I can I can probably imagine it's tough to sit down and really like let me ink out like an hour to read a book. So how are you how are you educating yourself? It's a great question. This because every day is different. There's def there's definitely days where I love to read because I was always a guy during uh you know when I was in school, whenever they had like the book fair or whatever, I would always love to go to the book fair, you know what I'm saying? Get the books or whatever. But I don't, I don't have time, you know what I'm saying? All the time to read, sit there and read a book. But even though I love to do it, um, I do consume certain podcasts here and there, you know what I'm saying? But I'm more of like a sports guy when it comes to podcasts or like um, all the smoke, knuckleheads, all that, you know what I'm saying? I, I listen and I watch. Um, it's this app called Medium that has a lot of different articles and uh, poems and all that that I, I look at a lot. Did you say poems? Yeah, poems. Okay. Which you, you got something against poems? No, no, I was just asking. You <laughs> know right. what I'm saying? Nah, nah, Actually, love, um, in Italy, do you, do you Christopher have... used to be a writer too, so. Oh, man, mm. try to throw that in there. Look, <laughs> what is, what is... What 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 do you have a poem that you got memorized or a poem that's like like that that, that you can uh, something nah. we can use? Nah, <laughs> nah, nah. Because for me, I just like I like good art. Like it, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a, um. It doesn't like in general. Like it doesn't have to be popular. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of independent uh, writers that I just gravitate towards. So I just I'm a fan of all art. Even when it comes to music, like people always ask me, you know, who are some of my favorite artists or what am I listening to? And it's a lot of just regular independent music. You know, it's not always necessarily the popular music. So I just love great art in general. So, so bouncing off of that, I mean, as you're, cause you're an artist, right? So yeah. tell people like, what, what is your, like when you talk about your style of music, like what kind of music are you creating? Are you in different genres? You know, genres, are you, how, how, like, what, what, what are you in? Because you write, you produce, you like, so yeah. what are you? Right, who so, is JK? JSAK, the best artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, and throw it like, tell us about some of the, you know, the the hits that you've made, you know what I mean? Like, that people can be like, damn, or you could tell them to go down to, like, listen to it right now on iTunes, you know what I mean? Like, Give our fans yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I would say, as far as my style, I'm not in the box because I grew up around so many different experiences. And I just take from my real life. And my real life is very diverse. So one one day I could be doing pop music. The next music, the next mm, the next day I could be doing Latin music. Mm. The next day I could be doing, of course, hip hop, rap, go go. <laughs> All no, that. The doing, next bro? the next day I could be doing Afro beats. I could be Love doing it. anything, you know what I'm saying? Reggaeton, I could be doing it. So I'm not in the box. I do I do every genre of music because the only reason I do every music, every genre of music is because my real life is authentically diverse. So it's just a reflection of my real life. That's that's the only reason why. 
you know, so I just stay authentic to myself and then it just comes out. Um, as far as you said, the people that, in the music that I produce. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, did you work with some of the people that you collab with some songs that are popping right now on iTunes that people are listening to? Or, Man. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, I can say a lot of ghosts, a lot of ghost writing, a lot of ghost production, which basically means that they bring me in to write, let's hypothetically say someone like uh, Timberland. Mm -hmm. Timberland will bring me in to write for him and he will in turn get the credit, but I will get the money in return. So let's just hypothetically in a situation, say that Tim, I'm in a session with Timberland and Hove is coming in to hear some tracks or whatever. And he picks a track that Timberland produced mm -hmm. under basically, okay, basically I produced the track, but Timberland gets the, the, the credit, the credit, the credit, and it's Jay-Z's track. So uh, there's plenty of those situations that have happened. And I love it because I'm not the type of person that needs the, the attention, the glitz and the glamour and all that. I love to just sit back. And you know, just calmly, uh, you know, collect live my life. Check. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Collect I don't need check. all that well, attention. You're a check I, collector. Definitely. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't need the attention because I've seen so many people that, you know, that's out here that got that attention, and they wish that they could have that, uh, you know, that 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 lifestyle where everybody didn't know them, and you know, all of that. So I, I, I don't take that for granted, you know. But I can say some of the things that I have done. Um, of course, uh, stuff with T.I., B.O.B., uh, Power, Keeping Up With The Kardashians, a um, bunch of stuff on ESPN, BT, the whole Viacom, VH1, MTV, um, all that, uh, Umbrella, Lifetime, uh, The Last Honey Movie with Tiana Taylor. And uh, bro, so you were the whole cable box. Yeah, I mean, all that Netflix, Hulu. I mean, it's hard for me to break because I hate when, I'm not gonna say I hate, but I don't necessarily like when people ask me what I've done because it's like, it's, that stuff is cool, but it's like so much other stuff that I'm working on in, right now in the present. You know what I'm saying? It's like asking a basketball player to look at his highlights. Like, now nah, we got a game tonight. We got to focus on this right here. Right. You know so, what are you working in the present? Well, right now, I, that, what I can talk about, I mean, I'm finishing one of my projects, which, you know, I can easily knock out. I'm just, I'm just finishing the mixes on it, but I mean, I should be finished that today's Friday. So Sunday. Mm -hmm. So finishing that up. Um, that's all I can talk about at the moment. <laughs> See, <laughs> so, yeah. so, so like, how, how, so what's your daily, what is your day look like like when you get like what time you get up in the morning what time you get cranking what time do you shut it down at night or is you like like you uh night guy because i know a lot of artists like really get their vibes going at like night you know what i mean like yeah yeah it, once again every day is different like if if it's like even if it's a day where i'm just focusing on myself as the artist the producer like i'm not worried about nobody else i'm just worried about me like it varies like sometimes i might get up at like three o'clock and i might just start going and then i might there might be days where I, I won't wake up and really get my day started till like one o'clock because I might have been doing something super late at night that earlier, you know, that earlier night, you know. So every day is different, you know. Uh, it, it's, it's nothing that's like a set routine. So 
off of that. So now that you got your routine, you have routine. So you kind of like just I go with the flow. I'm, I'm, I'm whenever I get done with it, it has yeah, you got to me. You got to be in the moment. What do you tell um, artists, up and coming artists, like even from DMV, like what, what, how did, how did they get to your level? Like you've been through the ups and downs. You've been through some hurdles. Yeah. How can you help them? What message would you give them to not go through what you had went through? Like what mindset or what what obstacles to like what what piece of advice could you help them with to to you know to level up? Well, I would say for me, I was lucky because I had a very good foundation in just having that drive because it didn't really matter what it was gonna be. It, it, it could have been anything. It could have been architecture, whatever. Like I was going to be successful at whatever because I have a certain foundation where I'm not just going to rely on anybody. I'm going to go get it. And if I don't know how to do it, I'm going to go learn. I'm going to figure out whatever resource it, 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 you know, that I need in order to get to the next place. So I would say just focus on learning your craft, your work ethic, and know your why. Why do you want to do what you want to do? Because, you know, entertainment business is not for everybody. You know, figure out what you want to do. Don't do it because it's popular. Don't, or, you know what I'm saying, the perception of it. Do whatever you love to do. If you love working in the trash industry, be the best trash person you can be. You know, just figure out what it is that you love to do. That's number one. And then... Learn the rules, understand the game and whatever it is that you're in and network, meet as many people as you can, you know, craft as many quality relationships as you can, because relationships and whatever you're doing is essential. It's, it's important. So I would say do that um, and just balance. Make sure you you balance everything out, you know, and, and don't compare your journey to anybody else because it's going to be those moments where you just, you know, subconsciously, subconsciously going to look at other people and just say, man, I know I could have been there. Or I, that could be me or whatever. But you just got to run your own race because everybody, you know, what I'm saying starting. I think point, that's one of the most important parts. Yeah, it's different. I would I would want to know what your thoughts are, because I always believe that um, your network is your net worth. Right. Yes. So who, you know. So, yeah, that's so, what it's all about. Yeah. Right. So what is your what is your what is your advice to people in the music business or in general about networking? How do you get out? How do you meet people? How do you keep it solid? How do you stay consistent? You know what I'm saying? How do you be authentic? Because people yeah. can, can smell the fake, right? They can, they can smell yeah. that eagerness. Like, are you trying to use me to get somewhere? How do you keep that authentic and really like appreciate the person that's in front of you at the same time? You know, uh, knowing that they can benefit me in some way, but it's not about that. It's about growth. How do you do it? Your network being your network. Yeah. network. Um... You know, it's crazy because it's, it's different, man. It's different for everybody. And I know that you've seen people who, uh, you know, are famous and they don't necessarily treat people, you know, the right way or whatever. But for whatever reason, you know, things just happen to fall in their lap or whatever. And other people may, may have had a different road. But, um, man, I would just say, uh, you know, once again, know who you are before you enter any situation any situation and um I don't know man it, it's easy for me because I don't I don't I don't ever fake a situation man I just stay true to me I stay authentic um 
I'm not a money or greed type of person. So whenever I meet somebody, I'm not going in with a hidden agenda. I'm just going in because I genuinely have an interest in picking your brain. You know what I'm saying? I genuinely want to know, you know what I'm saying? Like, who are you? Where you come from? What is your story? You know what I'm saying? Because like I said earlier, I have to learn something new every day. And I know me as a person, I have so much to offer somebody. So I try to provide value before, you know what I'm saying, asking for anything. So I always try to provide as much value to anybody as I can, you know what I'm saying, in any way. So that, that's one thing I would say, just try to provide as much value to anybody, you know what I'm saying? Stop asking, just provide value and then things will come back karmically to right. you. I think you hit it on the head. You, before you walk into any situation, before you walk into a group, understand your value, understand what you bring yeah. to the table and then be able to move from there. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's perfect, brother. That's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. I mean, that's knowing your worth. Um, Facts. Nonetheless, we out of time, Jazz. We appreciate it. Damn, we were just getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? Hey, man, we could definitely get you back on here in number hey, round two, bro. But before we bounce, yeah. say you're a basketball guy. Who you got yeah. winning it all? Man, no, no, no. Who you got where I'm at, man? No, 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 Actually, you thought the bots were going to take it. What happened say, a couple, I, I, that I, I, was a I couple said, episodes ago. I said, I said, I'm pretty sure his, his, you know, he changed his mind a little bit. You know, I mean, I mean, the reality's yeah. hitting you right now. You know what I'm saying? That the Clips yeah, ain't yeah. get out. You know what I mean? And, and, and the Bucks ain't make it. But right now, the way I'm looking at it is Chicago, not Chicago, but Heat looking real tough. And uh, okay. and uh, I love to see how LeBron and them get past um, Denver, even though them young boys. I think LeBron are going to get past them. But that Heat, that Heat, well, you know. I mean, LeBron's got a. We're gonna see, man. At the end of the day, I I just want to see a good series. I want to see good games. I don't want to see no blowouts. There you go. I don't want to see nothing because after this, you know, I'm saying, once whoever won the chip, it's gonna be a little minute. You know, I'm saying, until we get some basketball. So, actually, we start back in December. The turnaround fairly fast. Yeah, it's faster than normal, but still, man, it was a point. You know, I'm saying, where you know, I'm saying, like about a month ago, it was like games on from one to like, you know, I'm saying, the whole day basically. So. I love the bubble. I do. Yeah, I do. Man. Shout out to and the I Kinetic ain't... Sun and, and uh, yeah, our girl Kyla yeah, Charles. Yeah. We we got what? we passed the we beat the LA Sparks yesterday. <laughs> What's your football team? Oh, and I'm not really a football guy. I used to like the Steelers, but I haven't watched football in a minute, man. Respect, respect. Yeah, that. respect that. I then so I guess for our folks out here, man, let them know how they can follow you, man. How they can keep up with your music. How they can keep up with you. What you going on? Like you know, give them your IG. Give me your Facebook. Like what you doing? Yes, man. Everywhere, JS, a.k.a. The Best. Uh, For more information on everything that I'm doing, JS, a.k.a. The Best.com. And uh, just hit me. Hit me. uh, Matter of fact, no, I'm not even going to do that. I was about to give out one of my numbers, but I'm not going to do that. Just hit me (laughs) or hit me, you know what I'm saying, every social media, uh, JS, a.k.a. The Best. You were about to do a Mike Jones. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, we out. Yes, sir. Pleasure, brother. My man, appreciate y'all. Hey, JS, I appreciate you so much, bro. 